0: Hello everybody and welcome to the for the warning podcast. This is review number 634 with a review of kajillionaire. I'm Christopher Schnasey. I'm Stephen Miller. And joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week on the show We're gonna dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you uh, Once again, this is a uh, did you this time Steven? Did you watch this on iTunes?
1: I did. Yeah, I think that was the only option this time because there's okay, one of them one of them $20 rentals
0: Yeah, yeah good thing everything else we reviewed this weekend except for I guess uh, shit house was was free for us. Um, yep. So if you divide the total cost of everything, we're still we're still looking good.
1: Yeah. If you divide by five, we're doing good. But then again, would I have normally seen five movies in a weekend? <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah, I would have. If if five good movies came out, I would have done it in a normal weekend too. I I also
0: watched a film on Shutter, <laughs> so I ran into oh, really? an even six.
1: Yeah. um I hey. almost watched a documentary, but instead I watched many episodes of Gossip Girl with Joanna. No <laughs> regrets. <laughs>
0: Um, but I will say, even without doing the fuzzy math and dividing by five, I think it's safe to say that if we switch the prices of this and Shithouse, we would be totally happy paying oh, si- yeah. uh, $20 to see House because that film is fantastic. And if you want to know more, more about that, we have a review of Shithouse in the feeds right before this episode. Um, but no, we spent $20 in Kajillionaire. Um, oh, that's how they're getting to be Kajillionaires. <laughs> Well, no, they're the cajillionaires because they charge everybody $20 to watch this movie.
1: Mm, it's a hustle.
0: <laughs> it all makes sense now. How did I not see it until now? Um, but yeah, we're talking about Kajillionaire, um, so we're going to just get right into it. How does that sound, Steven? Sounds good. All right, we're going to play a trailer for Kajillionaire, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. After this person. And Clear.
1: Now. There's a camera there, there, and there. Dash. Nope, in any order.
0: This is not a cheap tie. Most people want to be cajillionaires. That's the dream. That's how they get you hooked. Hooked on sugar, hooked on caffeine. Ha, ha, ha. Cry, cry, cry. Me, I prefer to just
1: skim. So do I. February, March, April... Uh, we may have to pay an installment Rent is an installment It's a monthly installment
0: They are real characters, super unique But you vouch for them, right?
1: She learned to forge before she learned to write No, actually, that's how she did learn to write
0: My favorite movies are the Ocean Eleven movies This is exactly the kind of thing that I've been wanting So what do your parents do, hon? Hon, you've never called me that I you could if it was a job, though, right? You're addicted to them. They're my parents. In what sense? We split everything three ways. We have since I was little. I don't want to do it that way this
1: time. Don't So
0: You want us to be false. <laughs> people we don't make pancakes or wrap up little birthday presents or call you sweetheart or
1: baby or do a little dance i always thought it was
0: insulting to treat you like a child and i thought we agreed on that
1: we can only ever be how we are big one starts if you're lucky you'll get crushed and then you'll you just die right then and there I'm Mr.
0: alright so that was the trailer for Um it is about this family of hustlers grifters uh, whatever you want to call them and they uh, you know it's two parents and a daughter and they split everything three ways and they kind of just go about their days doing little scams or little mm-hmm. th- things to try to win money to just kind of survive, um, but they seem to enjoy it maybe. And uh, it's really the story of what happens when a new person is encountered by the family and sort of roped into what they're doing and how that affects all the members of this little triad that's going on. Um, so, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Uh So I
1: told you a little bit before we started recording that I watched half of this movie last night <laughs> and then the other half in the morning. Um, and boy, what two different movies those are. Um, this this is a movie that... It, it's a Miranda July thing, so there's going to be weirdness. I, I don't know how familiar you are with her. I've, I've only seen you, me, and everyone we know, but I've also read a book of short stories by her called No One Belongs Here More Than You. And her whole aesthetic is kind of like take personal anxieties or like discomforts about how people interact with each other and kind of take away all the normal raw materials of like the way humans interact and replace it with other things that are off somehow like construct a new kind of fake world and then watch how people would still like fail to connect with each other that's kind of her her shtick in a nutshell. Okay. So I knew this was going to be weird. Right. She also was in, um, uh, Madeline's Madeline, which is, no. shouldn't be surprising. Like <laughs> another yeah. thing that, in that wheelhouse. That
0: I, I was looking up stuff about this movie after the fact. And I saw, I saw that she was in that movie and I was like, fucking Steven tricked me.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I, I knew this was going to be quirky, right? I think quirky is the right way to describe her sensibilities. And for the first 45, 50 minutes of this movie, I would say that is all it is. It is just quirkiness. Like we're meeting this, you know, shoplifters type family who are much stranger than the characters and shoplifters. And yeah. like watching all these strange jobs that they perform. And everyone is quirky and bizarre here right evan rachel wood is obviously as old dolio she like is talking in this kind of strange voice and she moves in sudden brisk movements and there's an extended scene where she's getting a massage and like the idea of human contact is just like insane to her um her parents richard jenkins and deborah winger are both also very stuck in their ways and odd and like, they they all they behave very oddly and like for a while we are just watching them do what they do and yeah. it was not adding up too much of anything for me i was kind of like okay th- this movie is just her being full-on you know wacky um and then there, like there's a moment where the movie pivots into being first it there's a scene involving a character in his bedroom and that is the first time I feel like real pathos starts to come into this movie about like, how do these people view the rest of the world and what, what is the meaning of living? You know, we've set up this bizarre anti-way of living. Now let's bring in real world things and see how like they would interpret them. Um, And then it becomes about what the trailer makes it clear. It's about, but I had no idea, (laughs) which was uh, Evan Rachel Wood's relationship with her parents. And, from then on like i i was pretty sold on this movie i feel like it does a lot of things very well um there is a scene involving the big one that i think is great and is just such a perfect kind of like reprieve from the rest of the movie um it becomes a lot about kind of a not fish out of water but someone learning the ropes from someone else about how to live you know little shades dare i say of swiss army man in those parts of like
0: i didn't think of it while i was watching the film but as soon as you made that statement just now i was like swiss army man
1: (laughs) yep yeah like let someone else explain to you what living is like and what is good and you know what does it feel like to be loved and to be valued by other people um and like all that worked really well for me i think gina rodriguez is a great addition to the movie like when she comes in it is just enough to offset the oddity in a way that makes it be more palatable makes it be like okay now i have an outsider perspective so i can kind of like i know how to take the movie a little bit more um and in the end what it left me with is like i liked where it landed i, I liked a lot of the stuff I was exploring i still felt like i didn't totally get a lot of what the movie was doing and a lot of the quirkiness felt like it was just there to be quirky rather than to actually make the film better or make a point so i don't know i I found it actually pretty moving by the end like i was into a lot of stuff but i also can't justify a lot of the movie either there's just like i think it could have done what it wants to do without leaning into the twee quirkiness so hard and that yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but I also liked it. I, I liked the last maybe 45 minutes quite a bit in this movie. So I don't know where that leaves me. I, I don't know <laughs> if it could have built up to it without all of the like initial stuff at the beginning guiding me there.
0: Yeah. Um, so for, for some background context... Um generally i just watch the shit out of like all trailers because i enjoy watching trailers and i'd like to know what i'm getting into when i watch a film i bailed out of the first 15 minutes of this trailer i just like wh- 15 when minutes I first, sorry f- 15 seconds like it was one of those things where i was like i don't know what voice <laughs> she's doing <laughs> i don't n- know that any of this is going to be funny for me and i kind of just was like I just written this film off completely, and then you were like, "Oh, we're gonna review this, right?" And I was like, "Sure, <laughs> why not? Yep. I'll I'll fill my role of hating on some <laughs> movie that that I should probably be nicer to." Um, but I was like, I'll, "I'll be optimistic and I'll just like I'll get over." I already hate the voice she's doing, but let's just pretend like it's not gonna bother me. Um, and I think. For the first most of this film, like I, I was, I was not vibing on it. Right, like I, I enjoyed some of the awkwardness on the plane when Gina Rodriguez first shows up. Like that, that was fun. Yeah. But it was just like a completely different movie. And we were just watching that. And it was like, I was like, okay, well, at least I can enjoy this scene. Like her personality versus the personality of the family. And like the dad just wanting to tell his story, even though obviously they shouldn't be telling their story. Like there was something fun to that. But the film as a whole was not really working for me. Um, th- that all changed. There, there, there's a scene where everybody is forced to play house. Um, so even before the bedroom scene you were talking about. Mm-mm. And as soon as that scene started, it like, I was moved. Like, it, I was like, oh, okay, this is the film. <laughs> this is the real movie. All that other shit was like just trying to like put me off kilter so that I can be like emotionally erect by what is actually happening here. Um, and the way, so the way I describe this film um, is... This is exactly the opposite of the Florida Project. Um, The Florida Project is about a mother who is just barely keeping her shit together by doing a bunch of stuff to try to survive. And she spends all her time shielding her daughter from the reality of how they are able to live as people. Um, okay, like so she does things, you know, she'll take her in to eat eat at the hotel restaurant for a hotel she's not staying at, um, you know, she'll try to like do a bunch of things to like earn money that may be questionable for a mother to do while her child's in the bath. Um, and it's all about, we can see that this woman loves her daughter immensely, and is just doing the best that she can, and is willing to do anything to provide an okay life for the daughter. And it's this like beautiful, tragic story. And this film is, what if we just cut the daughter in to all this stuff and treated her as an equal partner adult and forewent all of the motherly, fatherly love for her and just let her be an adult with us and treated everything as a job? And how yeah. would that affect a person's emotional development? And how would that allow her to function in society if she was ever forced to do that on her own or willingly wanted to do that on her own. And I think that movie, which is kind of in here, is beautiful and once again tragic and moving and really made me like, it It like that aspect won me over. And I think like that, it's weird though, because it's like that scene, as weird as that yeah. scene is is just amazing. And then I think the, the ending scene of this film is also brilliant. And like what that means with like what the characters have learned moments before that and stuff. Like I, I loved all of that. I think I didn't like the big one scene. Um, really, I think I, part of it is because I lived through the Northridge earthquake (laughs) and like, this is like indie movie, like, oh, this is how we'll handle a large earthquake is by just having people talk about the large earthquake that just happened and not by actually showing like Roland Emmerich style <laughs> destruction,
1: right? I mean, I think the point is it's not actually a very large earthquake.
0: <laughs> I mean, it seemed like people pulled over in their cars and were trying to check o- check check to make sure mm. other people were okay. So there's definitely a sense that it's supposed to be bigger than it visually looks on, on camera. Um... But I, I just kind of like that whole thing was weird and her characters behaving weird and I don't like any of that. But I, I there's still something in this film that moved me and then there's so much weird stuff that made me want to bail on it. And I think that ultimately, if you like the thousand foot view of this film is that it's saying something very, very compelling. And there's an interesting journey that a character is starting to go on by the end of the film. And that is beautiful all the other weirdness i don't understand like there's multiple characters that are doing weird voices maybe one of those actors actually has that voice i feel like he doesn't (laughs) yeah i don't don't think he does (laughs) and there's lots of weird situations about the way the life that they live is there's certain things that work for visual gags but i don't know how you move an object that large and inside of a location that small. There's just so many things that that this film is doing that I don't appreciate, while at the same time slowly revealing an actual, compelling, beautiful narrative that made me feel something in opposition to the annoyance that I had consuming the rest of it.
1: Yeah. And I do think, like you said, maybe the quirkiness is meant to put you off kilter so you'll be ready to be wrecked by the soulful moments and i do think that is a good description of what like miranda july is trying to do with this movie is like get you in the you you know what wes anderson comparisons are probably obvious but they're definitely there like people are behaving very particularly and you kind of get sucked into their world and then all of a sudden when a raw emotional moment happens, it feels like amplified by 100x because you have been in this like very niche way of viewing the world for so long. Um, but like I, I do think even just the quirkiness had things that I like. I, I think the visuals of the bubble factory are very amusing. I, li- I like that a lot. That feels like it'd be ripped like straight out of a novel or something. Um, I liked uh, the visual... When I say the big one was what I liked, it 's really the aftermath. there's a moment of coming out into sudden light and the way that that changes the tone of the movie and the tone of characters that i that moved me quite a bit i I actually liked that a lot. um I thought a lot of the quirky lines were funny on their own, like there's a conversation about what it means when someone like gives you a gift made out of wood <laughs> um, there is like <laughs> uh the whole massage scene i found very funny there's a scene involving dancing that i thought was pretty amusing like there's a lot of stuff in here that i thought was very charming in a defiant like we are going to be very very weird for weird's sake and basically as a viewer you can either decide to calibrate to that weirdness and say okay this is life for that person. Let me get in that headspace, and then maybe I can be knocked over by something else. Or you'll look at it and be like, oh, okay, this is another movie trying to do like cutesy weird oddities because that's the easier way to make like a heightened statement is to make people act all weird. Um I got a little bit of column A and a little column B in this movie. Like I I think it built the way it built in the soulful aspects was very I felt that you need the offset of strangeness to make the soulfulness work the way it does, because it is a lot about like not just anxiety, but like not fitting in. And part of that is like trying to build up how good it would feel for you to have a normal, happy family, how good it would feel for you to be loved by someone and to have someone make you pancakes or to like appreciate the world as a thing to share rather than a thing to steal from. And none of those would be revelations if you were just you, right? Like they have to be revelations because you've been watching what it looks like from another vantage point for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like, I think it is all to a point, but it's still Miranda July isn't totally on my wavelength. So I, th- I think that's my, my main takeaway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree there. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least there wasn't... I mean, technically, there was interpretive dance, but I was going to say, at least there's no interpretive dance in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think uh, one could argue your favorite scene in this movie was basically an interpretive dance. <laughs> like, it was different people inter- acting out how it would feel like to be a family, yeah. and the act of acting becomes, like, more powerful than the real thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Also, just the the whole premise of that scene of, like... <laughs> What is what is happening with the owner of the house? Yeah, it's just so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, that that is one where I I can imagine it being a short story, very easily of like something of the the family coming to the house and this is what happens and this is how it escalates and then it would end in I I can feel the kind of like little literary the trick of like making you surprising you with emotion that like you wouldn't have expected in the setup to the story
0: yeah but also given the mission that they're on at that time that it like it's a whole new arc that could open up from like yeah. i was like is this what the movie's gonna fucking be this is <laughs> this is wild mm. <laughs> um but but yeah anyways um should we get to verdict steven all right, if you're going to give us a must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for it until pass with a caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm I'm still giving recommend with caveat only because when I think the movie clicks about halfway through, it really it started to work on me very well and I I enjoy what the movie is doing. All the pieces started to kind of come into place. Um I am not the biggest fan of Miranda July's style, at least not in movies and i think this did annoy me in parts like it like it felt like it was trying too hard to be just odd for the sake of being an odd indie movie um it didn't have anything as iconic as pooping back and forth forever so you know (laughs) try again um but i i did think it was pretty good like i think it, it it's almost like everyone in this movie said okay can we take unsellable characters and sell you on them. And I feel like they deliver and that is like an interesting exercise to accomplish. And I don't think it's as abrasive as a lot of the movies I make you watch. (laughs) So I'll I'll give it that too.
0: It was definitely more watchable than Shirley was for me. Mm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to give it a wait for rental. I... Yeah, it's funny. Uh, In our review of uh, the trial of the Chicago 7... I was like, that movie was incredibly entertaining to watch and it was an amazing experience watching it and I don't know what the substance is of the film by the end. This film is the opposite of that. This film is <laughs> not incredibly amazing to watch and not entertaining the whole way through, but there's obvious substance that comes in if you put in the time to get that back out. Um, maybe a lesson that uh, that Cooper Rafe learns in Shit <laughs> House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think that for that there is something to pull out of it and there is moving things happening for the characters over the course of this film. And I think that there is something that lasts there, but I I think it's just, it's a lot of, I mean, and also if this was a weekend where this is the one thing I watched, I might feel a little bit differently than this is one of six films that I, that I watched five of which we are doing reviews for. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of like I can think about, Oh, the elevator pitch for this film is actually a very sweet touching story the reality of what you ask me to participate in is wildly different from that and i see less benefit in the the entire endeavor <laughs> when i have to do that
1: much work oh that sounded way worse than i meant it to do <laughs> Um, I think despite all that it's a fairly charming movie <laughs> even <laughs> even if it's strange I don't think it's like hard to watch in any, any real way
0: yeah I mean it, it's hard for somebody who likes like one solid through line of characters behaving in ways that make sense
1: yeah <laughs> but anyways like, this might be surprising but I think this is her most palatable movie so far <laughs> so <laughs> it's probably a good entryway into her her style alright
0: interesting um but yeah that's it for now um we're done with our review of kajillionaire steven miller if people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that
1: uh people can find me at twitter.com slash esther miller or dot miller.com
0: people can find me at christopher in or twitter.com slash christopherirl. you can find the podcast over at the spoiler warning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so in overcast stitcher apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found if you want to when the episodes, go live. You can follow us at twitter.com slash warning, facebook.com slash warning, or instagram.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Kajillionaire, so hopefully you are enjoying that. And, uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Um, we are, uh, done with the reviews for right now um but we will also in the future have reviews for you of the next two blumhouse films mm-hmm. <laughs> as Nocturne we
1: in con- evil eye
0: yeah as we continue trekking on through that house of
1: blums <laughs> yep <laughs> all right bye bye